Hello, and thanks for listening. My name is Matthew Herrera, and this is the first episode of Rams Uncensored. If you enjoy what you're hearing on this podcast, at the end, please rate and subscribe. But let's get the show on the road. And for this first episode, my first guest is Brian Juano. All right, let's talk some Rams football, Brian. All right, they're in the playoffs. It's a freaking oh, okay. first playoff game of the year for the Rams. Were you expecting them to get to the divisional round? You Were you expecting them to pretty convincingly be one of the top teams in the league? Uh, when I looked at the roster and I looked at what was coming back and pieces that they brought in the offseason via trade or even in the draft, um, I knew that they would be a top team in the league, not the, the top, but you know, one of the top five more than likely. Um, you know, the Rams were the number one offense scoring-wise last year. And then going into this season, adding Brandon Cooks, and, you know, just guys getting more experience in the system, I knew that the offense would still be dynamic. Um, defensively, I thought that we would be pretty good. I wasn't 100% sure how all those pieces were going to fit together, a lot of big egos. And, um, but, you know, with, with Wade Phillips, I figured we would manage. I, I, I didn't think we'd be a top-10 defense, to be honest with you. Like, I thought – Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald sitting next to each other on the line. I thought that was going to be lethal, obviously. I mean, Aaron Donald went off, but, uh, you know, Sue's supposed to come in and be a run stopper. I, I don't know. We can't stop the run. And our life depended on it at this point. So, I mean, but, I, yeah, I, no, I, yeah, that, that, uh, just stopping the run has been a big issue for the Rams the last two years, ever since McVay's taken over. But when we think about this game coming up, and, and even in a few games this, this season, they gave up quite a few yards. Like I recall the, the Seattle game here at the Collie, it was a mess. They couldn't stop the run. The Seahawks literally pounded the rock down the, down the Rams' throat, and they almost rushed for over... 250 yards but and they were they were hanging in there too but do we see I, I think I can see Zeke running all over this Rams defense but I don't think they can keep up the way that a Seattle kept up with the Rams at the Coliseum earlier this year what's your take on that do you think Zeke's gonna be running all over like our defense like I kind of think but we'll be able to manage that or do you think it's gonna definitely be, like they're gonna help themselves out by eating that time up honest honestly I <laughs> It's, it's a big wild card for me at this point, to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like there's there's been games this season where you go and you look at it and you go, Yeah, our run defense sucks but then they come out and they stuff the run. So like it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde with this team. It's it's really hard to tell which run defense is going to show up. And it and we, we all know that we have the talent and the ability to stuff people. It's just, are they going to be fundamentally sound? Are they going to hold their gap assignments? What, what's, uh, you know, what are, which team is going to show up defensively? Are they going to come out instantly and say, Hey, we're going to prove a point and stop the run. Or are they going to come out and saying, Hey, we don't give a shit. Go ahead and get a few yards on us. And we're going to just, terrorize Dak Prescott and make him 
mess up. Right. Because we will, you know, as long as you don't give up the big play, no one cares. And that's that's what they got to, they really, the Rams defense, they got to make sure and nurse that side. They don't want to be giving up deep bombs like they gave up. They gave up one big bomb, I remember, to on Sunday night to Nick Foles when three of our defensive backs were just all, there was two wide receivers deeper than any of our deepest backs in our safety. Joyner, I don't know what he was doing. And, and it was just a mess back there. And Nick Foles, it looked like he was throwing up a prayer, but he had two guys wide open. And then another time when Aaron Donald got to knock him a little bit and Marcus Peters made one hell of a play, right, by knocking that ball out of Alshon Jeffrey in between Alshon Jeffrey's hands. And right. it's just well, like, that's what we got to make sure this Rams defense has got to make sure to stop, right? Well, I can, I can tell you, I mean, I know that Eagles game, what you're talking about. I think, you know, earlier in the game, uh, Peters and Tlaib were playing a little bit of a combo coverage. And early in the game, they fold Nick Foles, and that's when Peters came up with that. Or was it Peters or Tlaib? One of them came up with a pick. Um, but they went back to the same exact look, except for there was a little bit, I think it was like an out and up, and Rams played the same coverage, and that's when those guys got open deep, and that's when that deep ball went to Jeffries, and no one was no one was home. Luckily, they were able to stop it before it was a touchdown, but yeah, no one was home. So I think there is a little bit of gambling out there, obviously, um, and they do get caught on occasion. Sometimes it works in our favor. Sometimes it works in the other team's favor. But, yeah, no, that's something, we, you know, we should be able to keep that to a minimum, knowing that Amari Cooper is their one big threat. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's the one thing. Like, I'm not even sure what they're going to line up at, at wide receiver for Dallas. I mean, you got Amari Cooper, you got Michael Gallup, and – Seems like Tavon Austin. The deep balls keep going. Yeah, it might be Tavon. I mean, Beasley's a little dinged up. Hearns obviously had a bone sticking out of his foot last week. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but it's the weird. The weird thing to me is that Amari Cooper is getting a lot more short balls. He's been known as a deep threat, but Mm -hmm. they keep trying to use Michael Gallup as that deep threat. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's to stretch the field to open up those underneath things for Cooper because he is getting a lot of yards after catch because I mean, they keep throwing at the gallop and I've rarely seen one of them connect. So I don't know if they're just kind of almost using him as like, Hey, we'll throw one up because we know he's going to get single coverage only to try to really stretch the field. But let's talk about this. All right, because, yeah, we're talking a lot about numbers and stats, right? But do you see Sean McVay going 0-2 realistically in his playoff career to start? You know, it, it's, tough to, it, it's, it's tough to know, man. Um, the, the, one, the one weakness, and it's not the run defense that I'm going to key on with the Rams. I mean, at the end of the year – starting with the Detroit game, going into Chicago, going against the Eagles, the one aspect that the Rams really got their ass kicked at was the interior of our offensive line was just getting destroyed. So 
So everybody wanted to point out that Jared Goff was having regression. No, Jared Goff couldn't step into a throw. Everything up the middle was just getting beat up, and that's why teams have problems with us because Aaron Donald beats up the middle. So if the interior of our line does not hold up, we're in trouble. So it's that that's the big thing that I see is the key. You sound- if the interior holds up, what, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you sound really low on confidence for this Rams team. I'm pretty high up. I think that they're going to win either by nine points or double digits. I don't think the, I don't think Dak Prescott, like, you know, you keep talking about what are they going to do? What are the Cowboys going to do at wide receiver? Because I don't see Dak Prescott throwing for, you know, 250 plus yards. I don't see him throwing for something crazy like three touchdowns. He'll probably have a rushing touchdown. Once they get, if they get close and within that red zone, they definitely do like to do uh, that that uh, quarterback keep or or just just a, that option read. And I mean, I just don't think this offense, this Cowboys offense, is built to stick with this Rams offense. But I do see your point with this. You know, where where you do see the, you know the confidence level for you is down in that interior line, which since the bye week, it really hasn't been the same for this Rams team, right? I mean, even at Detroit, it, he was a little shaky. It took him a while to break off that rust or whatever, what have you. And then in Chicago, of course, we all saw that game, and that was a mess offensively. They only put up six points. But if we look at the Rams' season in whole, they only scored 23 points or less twice, right? They And that happened at Denver yeah. and at Chicago. Okay. Look, I, I think the Rams can score a lot of points. I mean, the thing is, is playoff football's different. Okay. So right. look at, look at them, look at them the year before. Like there was only a couple of games as well the, the season before where we scored under 30 points or under 20 points or whatever the threshold may be. But as soon as we got into that playoff game, it was a different it was just a completely different atmosphere. Um, the thing with me and the thing that I saw the last two weeks of the season that makes me happy, and I hope we continue, is we started to run the ball. When we went into the playoff game last year against Atlanta, we went away from the run. They were able to create some pressure. Things weren't going our way, and we just continued to pass the ball continue to do play action without running the ball, which really takes a split second away from Goff on his time to actually make a read and make a throw, giving the defensive line more time to give him pressure. So, look, play action game is huge for us, but if we don't run the ball, it doesn't work. And then we saw that time and time again against the Eagles and the Bears this, this season. Let's talk a little bit about C.J. Anderson. You think You think he's going to be splitting – uh, snaps evenly with Todd Gurley because he looked really good in those last two games of the season. I mean, he looked better than Malcolm Brown, honestly. I feel like if Malcolm Brown was healthy, he definitely wouldn't have put the numbers or had that presence that C.J. Anderson had down the stretch against Arizona at Arizona and at home against the Niners. I mean, I could see C.J. Anderson getting a healthy dose of playing time. I don't know if it's going to be an even split per se. Um, you know, Gurley's going to be out there. He's going to be starting. You know, I don't know what Gurley's conditioning is at this point. Gurley hasn't played in three weeks. Right. So 
it it's going to really come down to, you know, how does Gurley feel out there? How does Gurley look out there? If Gurley isn't looking right, yeah, CJ is going to be out there. But going back to just the split that Malcolm Brown had with him earlier in the season, you know, there were drives where Gurley just didn't come out, and that was Malcolm's drive. So I could see them definitely going, hey, we're going to do two drives with Gurley, one drive with CJ, or, or you know, however they're going to work that. Right. Um, it's not like they need to bring in a third down back. CJ can, you know, block for the quarterback just as well as Gurley can, except for Gurley is a little bit more of a dynamic threat out of the backfield to catch the ball. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe they got some sleep. Maybe they got some stuff up their sleeves where they got two back sets where they got them both in the game. That, you know, maybe they're going to pull some stuff out that Dallas hasn't seen, the rest of the league hasn't seen, just to throw some wrenches in people. Maybe Gurley lines up in the slot. That'd be nice to see. I mean, we saw Gurley line up in the slot against Dallas last year, and if you remember, he yep. had about that that forty yard catch and run for a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, going back to that game. So think think back to that game, okay? All right. You. So last year, in the first half against Dallas, we were getting our ass kicked. Right. I don't know if you remember that or not. We could not stop them on offense for our life last year in that first half. But then we went into the locker room. Wade made some defensive, you know, adjustments. And all of a sudden, the defense stepped up. Then our offense started playing that much better. And we came out with a very close win. Yeah. That Dallas team isn't much different than this Dallas team. Right. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, we only put up 16 points in the – in the first half, and they, they in the second quarter, they put up three touchdowns against us. We were lucky to shut them out in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, we didn't even allow a touchdown, but we allowed six points. Um, but, I mean, if we look at that game as well, this Rams team scored the most points in the second half, as it feels like they've done consistently this year as well. They come out in the first half, and they were doing really well. But even if we go to, like, the Monday night game against the Chiefs, right, they put up 23 points, 22 points. Uh, I forget which one it was, but then they come out the next half and put up another 32 points. And, you know, it feels like this team on offense and defense, when they come out in the second half, has just been something else. And when I look at this Cowboys team, Jason Garrett, I mean, I feel like he should still be out of a job. I don't I don't think that he – he got a lot of help to get this Dallas Cowboys team to the playoffs this year. Granted, they did a lot of work. And that was, you know, pounding the ball and just handing it off to Ezekiel Elliott a lot. But I just, I just don't like this defense for the Dallas Cowboys. They got some big names. They got, they got Tank, or or which is what's his name? I, I just know his Demarcus. Yeah, Demarcus, Demarcus. Lawrence, uh, as they call oh. him, Tank. Um, he, he's he wrecks things up in on the defensive side for them, and and he's their big playmaker. I would say. But other than that, I mean, how? Well, yeah. I and mean, well, they got Vanderhead, yeah, Jalen Smith, yeah, definitely their linebacking yeah, they got core. The players, uh, By- Byron over the the corner, Byron, he's freaking playing outstanding. They got some playmakers on defense right now. Okay, all right, you're right, you're right. And Vanderhead, you know, now that I think about that again, Vanderhead, he has been one of my favorite players to watch this year. He, it, I don't know why they even switch Sean Lee out for him when they did. Um, like uh, the last few games of the season, but Vander Esch, that kid, 
he is so fast side to side and and even Jalen Smith too those two kids that they got they're young and those two linebackers they're they're definitely going to be scary going forward but I think this Rams offense will definitely they've had two weeks to prepare for any opponent period and if they know that their interior line like you were saying is has been struggling especially as of late the last five six weeks then what they need to do is really just find ways to get those extra blockers up the middle whether it's having cj or todd Gurley definitely come up come out and help in pass protection we know higby can do that as well um and and just hopefully they they figure something out and they i i mean yeah they've had two weeks uh they haven't i mean no i hear you yeah but you know you know what really needs to happen is the rams just need to come out fast they're just like they did against the niners where they had 14 points before you blinked your eyes if they can come out because this is the thing you're we're going to be in the coliseum tomorrow um i don't know if you're going to the game i will be there um and that stadium is going to be probably close to 50 50 it's going to be loud for both teams which is yeah it's not a lot of cowboys fans so if you can get if you can get some points up early take some pressure because all the pressure is on the rams right now there's no pressure on the cowboys they weren't even supposed to be here okay right so they need to take some pressure off themselves and they need to quiet that fan base so the rams just need to come out quick and if you remember last year in the playoff game unfortunately pharaoh cooper had those two fumbles. I think one of them was a muff off of another player, but still, uh, we got down against the eight ball so quick in that game, and we never regrouped. Yeah, and so they yeah. just need to come out fast. They just need to score points and get a lead. And Dallas, if they're playing from behind, can't run the ball. And then you put it on Dak's shoulders, and then you let Aaron Donald go beast mode on him, and you know that that's how we're going to win the game. I like it, Brian. I like it. Well, you got any other any thoughts? I think I think we kind of covered all all our ends. I think uh, we had some good good talk, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, the game makes me nervous, but you know, anytime we're in the playoffs, it makes me nervous. Right. I, I don't really get so nervous for a regular season game, but playoffs, you know, it's one and done, man. You you just gotta lay it all on the line. So hopefully, that pain they felt last year in the playoff loss. Hopefully that resonates with them and they just come out and dominate. Just put it away. Don't leave any doubts. Right. They're one game away from the NFC championship, which is a big thing. Definitely. I know I don't have the nerves. I I remember getting it when I was a younger kid. And I know when I turn the TV on at five o'clock on Saturday, I definitely will have some nerves going, but I just don't see Sean McVay going 0-2 to start his playoff career. And, you know, honestly, I, I think like, much like in the NBA, in in the NFL, playoff, like learning to win in the playoffs, it's earned in a sense, right? Like you got to get there first to understand what you got to do to win the game. And when we look at the Rams last year and how they lost, you know, I kind of think that's that's what happened to the Bears this year against the Eagles. You know, we we played the NFC Championship team last year and lost to the Falcons. It's almost, yeah, it's... it's it's almost exact role reversal. Exactly. Three versus six. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, yeah, the, the the Bears, they'll probably be back in the playoffs. They'll probably win the NFC North again. And they'll 
probably have a better output than what we saw this last weekend against the Eagles on Sunday. And it was a good game. And the Eagles got a lot, a lot of lucky bounces. And there was a lot of, a lot of questionable things just officiating wise with the fumble and all that stuff. But they just didn't get the job done. And I think, you know, that's going to be something that they learned from. And which I feel like, and if we look at the Rams this year, something they definitely most likely did learn from. And like you were saying, the Rams were down against the Falcons early in that playoff game, in that wild card weekend last year. And they failed to stick with the run. Even though they weren't down by double, you know, huge points, it wasn't like 17, 18 points. It was still a pretty close game. Sean McVay went away from what was, what got them there, which was Todd Gurley. And I think, yeah, right. we got to ride Todd Gurley uh, as much as we can. And definitely, I feel, I think CJ Anderson is, can have a huge impact as well. And I think he's going to be a big piece to this Rams defense. I, I hope you were saying maybe they put them both back there at the same time. I, I would love to see both those halfbacks, you know, either one guy in the slot and one guy in the back or, you know, halfback split, whatever they want to do. And like, I would love to see something new, like you were saying. I think that would totally just blow the mind of a lot of people <laughs> watching the game. And, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think the Rams definitely get this win. We go to the NFC Championship, and then we're, we're watching Sunday night to hope that we get to see the Rams play the NFC Championship here at home, right, and see the Eagles upset the Saints. <laughs> oh, man. Eagles two times in one season in L.A. That would be some shit. <laughs> We couldn't lose to them uh, three times yeah, in a no, row. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying to see them two times in the same season in the Coliseum. Oh, right, right, right. That'd be crazy. Um, no, I think the advantage would be to us for sure, not only them having to travel three weeks in a row, but the fact that we just saw them a couple of weeks ago and we can make our adjustments because we were the losing team. They're going to come out the same way. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that Eagles team, man. They scare me. They're, they were the underdogs last year, even though they're the first seed, just because Nick Foles was the quarterback. And this year, again, now they're a true underdog as the sixth seed, and it's scary, man. I don't know. I was, it, was, it was exciting to see them win and pull out and Nick pull out some magic as he has these past few years. So hopefully they, we see that again and, and they ups, upset. Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick. You know it, man. <laughs> you, you, you weren't at that game, were you? No, yeah, I wasn't at the Eagles game. I won't be at the the wild card game either. Well, when you were when you were watching uh, the TV, could you hear them chanting "Big Dick Nick" in the stands? Oh no, I couldn't. They were doing that. No, it was really loud. Oh god! Because when they got a big lead on, like going into the fourth quarter, it was like what an eighteen point game or something right. going into the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they the, the, all the Eagles fans all started chanting "Big Dick Nick." <laughs> that's that's a great nickname for that guy. Oh man, that fucking guy. You think you think if the if, if the Saints do win and we go back to New Orleans, you think we got a shot there? Or, I mean, we did pull in oh, close, absolutely. even though they lost absolutely. by ten. Rams, I mean, Rams shot themselves in the foot in that first half against the Saints. I mean, you have that fake field goal that. Should have been a first down. They didn't give a first down on. Took points off the board. Just little things that they shot themselves in the foot to get down big in that game. Um, to come all the way back and tie it at 35 and then just fall a little short, you know. But, yeah, no, they, they can definitely they could definitely come in there and play with the Saints. I mean, 
you got to look at the film. You got to look at what they're doing. You know, we didn't get any pressure on Drew Brees that day, so you got to oh, yeah. find a way to get pressure on him. Um, obviously, Keep to Lee was missing that game, and Marcus Peters was in the middle of getting shredded. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, things would be a little different for sure. I could see them playing a defensive game actually if they played again because you know the Saints aren't so high flying these days. It's been a lot of lower scoring games. So it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I just want to get by the Cowboys and then right. whoever we have to play from that point, whatever. I mean, you got to beat them all to win, win a championship. So I don't care who we play. Who, who's your favorite coming out on the AFC? Who do you think uh, is the be- best, better team out of the four that's left? That, that's tough, man. I mean, you got, you got a Colts team that's won nine out of 10. Super hot. Uh, or, out 11 or something i mean they started one in five so got a super hot team there that's playing good defense learned how to run the ball and andrew luck's being andrew luck same time you got the chiefs who are high flying but you know we're never really 100 percent sure what we're going to get from them on defense so i mean that's a coin flip for me on that game to be honest with you right that's a scary matchup yeah and then i see the chargers against new england and i I mean, that could go either way, too. I mean, it's not like New England's been world beaters this year, but, you know, I never count them out in playoff mode. So it'll be interesting to see if the Chargers can match what they're doing. Um, You know, the Chargers got that big lead last week against the – against uh, Baltimore and then tried to – and hand them the game at the end. So yeah, I see that one being close. I'm gonna almost go with whoever the winner of that Colts and uh, Kansas City game, maybe going to the Super Bowl. I yeah, it's uh, I think the Chargers have a good shot, but yeah, it's gonna be so cold up in Foxborough. I know it's not gonna be snowing. I checked the weather. It will, it will be freezing though. <laughs> Well, well, I tell you what, if uh, the Chargers, Colts, Rams, and Eagles all win, L.A. is hosting two championship games. That is right, and that would be amazing for the city of Los Angeles. People say L.A. couldn't handle two teams. Damn it, they can handle two teams, no matter if the own team fans show up or not, all right? (laughs) Hey, I mean, whoever thought that there was ever a possibility to see an AFC championship game with a capacity of 27,000. I know. That would be insane. Oh, gosh. And StubHub? Oh, and guess what? Yeah, how much are those tickets going to go for? Shoot. If you're rich enough, you could you could get a ticket to the early game, which would probably be the AFC championship, and then get a helicopter no, ride. No, other, other, other way around. Other way around. It would be NFC championship earlier? NFC They've already announced times. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, my bad. But either way, just imagine that, right? Like going to one game, then getting a helicopter ride to the next game and watching two championship games. I mean, I feel like we could move all – I was telling this to one of my buddies. We could move all 32 teams to L.A., and there's enough football fans in this area, and there's enough transient people who would be willing to come watch games if they happen – if there was some feasible way to throw, you know, 16 games a week here in LA because it could be done there's enough NFL fans here that's why when you go to a Ram game or to a Charger game you see the stadium filled with 
a, a good amount of opposing opponent, you know, opposing fans there. And it's not a big deal to me. It's LA. That's it's going to be what it is. 10, 15 years, 20 years, maybe we'll see a change. But right now, you know, LA is a transient is, is a transient city. You know, it's just going to have people from everywhere and fans of teams from everywhere. So it's, it's just, I, I would just love to see that. It would be amazing to see two LA teams hosting. <laughs> It'd be something just great for the NFL, I feel. And LA and the moves, it'd just be perfect. Oh, well, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us on this first episode of Rams Uncensored. People like to just hear people fucking talk shit. Ha, ha, ha.